Hey, this is Steve. This podcast is all about making the gospel relevant to your life. This means discovering the good news of Jesus, no matter what you're going through today. I think Jesus was passionate about us building our house on loving others the way he loved others. Yet he talked about it all the time. He showed how to do it all the time. He even prayed for our love for each other. So it's a big deal to Jesus, and it ought to be a big deal to us. Hey, just a quick word about this episode. I actually woke up sick the morning of this message and wasn't able to make it to church. So at the last minute, so at about 6.30 in the morning, I called my good friend Ken Can, one of our elders, and asked him to preach my pre-written message. That's a tough ask for anyone to do, but Ken handled it great. And the truth of this message really comes through clearly as he speaks. So Pastor Steve was calling me at 6.30 this morning. All right, so, hey. Hey, good morning. Hey, Ken. Hey, I'm not, I'm not doing very well this morning, and I need your help. And my, I'm already thinking, well, I could have already thought of five other people he could have called instead of calling me, right? <sighs> and I said, all right. I said, what's going on? You know, so he, he shared with me, you know, he, he got hit with a bad flu, bad cold, bad whatever crud that, that he's got. And he said, man, he said, I, I was hoping that I, I, I could maybe push through it this morning, but he said, I can't. You're my last hope, Obi-Wan. <laughs> you know, Pastor C, that's exactly what he said, you know. So I laughed and I said, hey, I said, okay. What was I going to say? No. <laughs> but uh, but I'm, I'm here uh, standing uh, in place of Pastor Steve this morning. It's, it's always a, a privilege to stand here, and I'm always honored uh, to stand before God. And so uh, I'm excited to share. So Pastor Steve prepared my message for me this morning. And normally what would be about a 40-hour presentation kind of wrapped all in one, one hour. So I had one hour to prepare this morning. But, um, but I'm going to uh, take the opportunity to walk us through because Pastor Steve did not want to stop where we are uh, in, in our, our series of Stand. And so I agreed. I said, I said, let's do it. Send me your outline. So we did. So I've got it. And I'm going to do my very best to walk us through this morning uh, to keep us moving in that direction as we continue to look at building our homes. And so when we look at Stand Together, last week, do you remember what last week was about? Last week was all about loving God, yeah, there you go. I was trying to give you just a little bit of a hint there, okay? So last week was all about loving God, right? So if we look at what's, what's equally important, today will be about loving... That's right, others. Last week, loving God. This week, loving others. So when we look at that, you know, it's hard not to see what's going on in our world. It's hard not to hear. I mean, you have to literally be totally disconnected to what's going on in our world today. 
but we hear it, right? We hear it in the news, whether it's, it's visually in, in front of us or, or we're hearing it on the air through, through our radio, through our cell phones, everything digital, it's there, no matter what you're seeing in Facebook, right? Any place that you're online, you're seeing what we're going through right now. You know, it doesn't take a prophet, you know, it doesn't take a biblical scholar to see these things. Are you with me? Are you seeing those things, what are going on today? I mean, it's absolutely incredible. You know, and we've been, we've been looking and seeing these things and witnessing these things for a long time. I mean, a long time. I even think of my parents in their life at 92 years old. They've been seeing these things their whole life long. It's been a total challenge to them to stand to take a stand. You know, there was a, a poll that was released a couple of weeks ago, and that poll, it was a, a majority of Americans, so it was 58% of these people that were uh, interviewed in this poll, they uh, believe that our democracy is in imminent danger of collapse. And then also, there was a poll taken in the early 70s at MIT, so we're, go we're going back a few years, all right? And that poll decided that globally, society would collapse in the year 2040. Boy, when we think about time, that is not very far away. You know, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. That's in God's hands, right? And that's where we are placing our trust. But in the process, we are still taking a stand for who He is and making sure that we're never failing on those promises, those promises that he's given to us in Scripture, over 700 of them. And then we're reminded in 1 John chapter 2, verse 18, here's what was shared with us. Dear children, the last hour is coming. The last hour is here. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming. And already many such antichrists have appeared. From this, we know that the last hour has come. Wow, so where do we find ourselves today? We are in the last hour, right? And, and how long have we been in the last hour? Right? How long is a long time? Since Jesus returned home, right? To the right hand of the Father. We have been in that last hour since then. And this brings us to our very first fill-in-the-blank on our page. The storm is here already, and not yet. The storm is here already, and not yet. That could be a, a little confusing when you kind of think about that and you look about that, but what we can look at is our salvation. Right? The storm is here already and not yet. So when we look at our salvation from that very moment that God drew you to Himself through His Son Jesus, that very moment that you were saved, that you were born again, you were a Christ follower, there's a process that's taking place. God, through the presence of His Holy Spirit in you, is changing you every single day. We are becoming more like Him every single day in our walk. 
He promised, he said he would. If we would be faithful, he would to the very end. And that's where we place our faith and our trust. When we're looking at, uh, Paul wrote in, uh, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 19, this is uh, just a, a great reminder for us. And it says, they are headed for destruction. Their God, little g, their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think only about this life here on earth. Do you find people that sound like that today? Do you know people that sound like that today? Have you separated yourself from what we read in Scripture here? Have you removed yourself from all of that? Has your appetite changed through your walk with Christ? Is your appetite changing now, today? I trust it is. When we think about the enemy, Satan, he is self-centered, right? He causes us to go places that we would prefer not to go, right? When we find ourselves or we hear others talking about, well, I prefer doing this. I prefer doing that. Well, you do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this because this is what I like. You're doing that is because that's what you like, right? So we hear all of this. This is what makes me feel good. And at that point, the whole time, all these things that we are hearing from all of these people, friends of ours, family of ours, it might even be in our home. But there's one thing that we keep failing to do. As we keep pointing to ourselves, we forget to point to God. Because none of this, none of anything that we're experiencing in our life today is about you or about me. It is all about God. And I'll tell you, it's just awesome. You know, when we look at this, uh, we get caught up, you know, in all that religious stuff, everything that's going around, and, and we worry about what people think about us. You know, that's really terrible when, when we think about what people think about us. Wouldn't it be better if we worried about what people see in us? Who cares what they think? I want them to see that I love God. I want them to see that I love others. And Scripture tells us that they, who's the they? The world, those that are lost, those that are wandering. Scripture tells us, right, that they will know us. Who's the us? Christians. Believers, followers of Christ, they will know us by our, by our love. How's that going for you today? How's that love going for you? Hmm? Are you working on it? Are you sharing it? 
Are others seeing it? Are they feeling it? I trust so. Here's a, here's a great uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. This is really cool. I want to remind you. Why do you think it starts with, I want to remind you? Why would you ever tell somebody, I, I want to I remind you? If you're going to tell them, I want to remind you, what took place before that? <laughs> you already told them once, right? You, you may have told them, I know parents, you never experienced that in, in, with your family. N never. Your children. You know, it just doesn't happen. I know that you never say, hey, what did I tell you about that? Let me remind you again, right? We find ourselves, all right? So that's, that's what we're seeing here. I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come, mocking the truth and following their own desires and continuing on. And they will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. And then Peter, through his reasoning, he, he follows that up. And it seems like just, just a day or two has gone by. And he follows that up, you know? You know, can, can this continue to take place? Where do we find ourselves when we're looking at at this what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again they're already asking themselves that when's it going to happen doesn't it feel like everything that's going on in our world right now that the, the rails are just coming off right I mean the tires the wheels are falling off right the trains falling off the track everything around us is just completely crumbling it's completely out of control. It seems like our culture that we're in is coming apart. Paul helps us see some of the qualifiers that God is giving to us in Scripture before it all happens. Well, that's a great reminder for you and I. Scripture gives that to us. It shows us. It tells us. It helps us to understand. If you're loving God and you're loving others, we have an opportunity to understand what others don't, what others can't. And we're reminded in 2 Thessalonians, in chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, that day will come until there is no, there a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed. The one who brings destruction, he will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God claiming that he himself is God. Wow, are we seeing that take place today? I mean, it's amazing when we look at over, over 2,000 different religions denominations, everything that's taking place in this world today. 
And, you, and you, 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 we struggle with that. I don't know if you do, but I do. You know, when you think about all these different religions that are in the world, and when you really look at it, what does it come down to? This is what I feel is good for me. It's never about God. And that's what brings that. You know, the Bible speaks about uh, the great apostasy. In other words, a great falling away that's going to take place. And it's not just turning from God, but it's turning against God. I feel that we're already in the midst of that. That is already a huge challenge that you and I are facing in the church today. And that is why we are taking a stand. That is why we want to be set apart. That's why we want to make a difference. A difference for God and a difference in the life of others. We could even say here, uh, Pastor Steve put uh, just a, a great line in here that, that really hit me. You know, as believers, there should be a greater rebellion. And that rebellion should be is for the church to stand. No matter what. That would be an awesome rebellion if we were in agreement around the world that the church is going to rebel. We're going to stand. How do we do that? Men. Are you building your house? What's your house look like today? Is it in disarray? Is it under control? Wives, women, are you supporting your man, your husband? Are you standing there beside him? Are you in agreement with him? Together, are you taking a stand? Do your children see you taking a stand? Does your family see you taking a stand? Do your parents see you taking a stand? Youth, how are you responding to the stand that your parents have taken today? Are you getting caught up with what we just got done reading in Scripture about what's going on in the world, are you allowing that to pull you in? Are you supporting your mom and dad? Are you loving your mom and dad and not rebelling against them? Are you standing with them and loving them? We have a lot of challenges, but what we're in now is the most important that we can face together. And that is building our house. And Jesus gives us clear instruction on how to do that. Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So... 
last week, that's what last week was all about, right? Love God with just some things, with little things. Love God with all. Love God with everything. And that brings us today, right? Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. Scripture says, A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And that brings us to our next fill-in-the-blank, building step two, love each other. Love each other. You know, when we read Scripture together, it, it seems that uh, the initial group, that very first group of believers, they actually took this command seriously. We should too. We need to. Great instruction. Let's listen as we read together. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, miraculous signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. They were all about each other. They made sure that everyone was taken care of. Are we doing that? That's incredible instructions that God gave to us. Is that where we find ourselves? Are we excited about that? Are we, were you excited about loving God with, with all that we have? Are we excited about loving others, helping to make a difference in their life? Man, I, I trust that, that, that you're getting excited as I am. Usually it doesn't take much to get me excited, but I'm, I just, I, I'm getting excited. Isn't that incredible when we can look and God uses us and we have an opportunity to make a difference in the life of someone else? Man, there's no greater joy and to be able to give God praise for who He is and what He's doing, and that He would choose me. Me. Just to be a part of it. Wow. As we can continue in Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 35, all the believers were united in heart and mind. And they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them, because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give 
to those in need. Wow. And then John, John continued in his writing, but he was writing to the believers that were in far off places, that were scattered around. And he was reminding them that, hey, this isn't, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's all about loving and looking out for other believers around you. Do you find yourself doing that? Are you encouraging other believers that you share in the workplace? Do they know who you are? Do they know where you stand? Are you doing that in your home? Is your conversation in your home about God and His incredible love? Or do you find yourself just talking about all those other things that don't even matter? Well, we got a lot of stuff to, to think about, to consider. But you know what? It's good. It's good. When we can love God and help make a difference in the life of others. In 2 John chapter 5, verse 2 John 5 through 9, watch out that you do not lose what we have worked so hard to achieve. Be diligent so that you receive your full reward. Anyone who wanders away from this teaching has no relationship with God. But anyone who remains in this teaching of Christ has a relationship with both the Father and the Son. Wow, that's, that's kind of tough to read. Let alone kind of get a grip on, on what, what Scripture is sharing with us here. Anyone who wanders away from this teaching has no relationship with God. I saw on the back of a Jeep one time where it says, I'm not lost. I'm just wandering. And that kind of hit me. You know, I chuckled at first, but then I thought, wow, you know, that's... I don't even know if I really like that. <laughs> And I didn't see it on anybody's car here, so I haven't been out. I didn't, I didn't walk, I haven't looked out, so I, I don't know. But it just, I was totally confused at that, you know, it, when, I, when I see it. And I kind of chuckled, four-wheel drive, you know, I think the same thing. I'm not wandering, you know. I'm not lost, I'm just wandering around, you know. But anyone who wanders away from this teaching has no relationship with God. But anyone who remains in the teaching of Christ has a relationship with both the Father, and the Son. You know, so it's all about caring for each other. It's all about watching out for each other. And to be very careful that we encourage one another to be found in these teachings that God has given to us in His Word so that everyone stands You know, when we look at love, love isn't just 
giving somebody a hug or shaking hands or smiling at them. It's making a deliberate difference. Doing a good deed with purpose for someone else. It's doing. It's doing. And it brings us to our next our next fill in the blank, which is biblical love is relentless devotion. Biblical love is relentless devotion. Together we stand in love. If we together as the church don't stand in love, we don't stand at all. And standing isn't just simply believing. It's, it's being relentlessly devoted to one another. Having a purpose in what we believe and who we believe in for caring for one another. We do that in our life groups. Loving God loving others. That's what you'll find in our life groups. And I know, you know, we've all heard it, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm a little, little too busy right now. I've got a lot of stuff going on. But it's really not that tough to take a little bit more time out, a couple hours, just to get connected and to grow. Love others. Help make a difference in the life of others. In 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, Scripture tells us that, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. How are you doing with that today? Does it come easy for you? Is it a challenge each and every day? It's not easy. It's tough. Man, we got to remind ourselves, right? We got to stand up for one another. Got to encourage one another. You know, when the scripture is clear that the enemy of God thinks only about himself as well as the enemies of God. They only think about themselves. But to be a child of God is all about others. In other words, if you're not loving others, could you really call yourself a Christian? Right? I can't say it any other way. If you're not loving others, do you really consider yourself to be a believer, a follower of Christ? God is love. If we're not loving others, how do we expect to build our house? Because our home can't be built on shifting sand. We have to have a firm, solid foundation. 
We want to stand. Do you want your house to stand? Do you want your house to be built on that solid foundation that will not move? Last week, it was all about loving God, right? There were two messages that Pastor Steve, two series that he's going to be going in as we continue to grow and taking a stand. And those upcoming uh, message series are going to be, one is going to be stand in the power of the Holy Spirit, and the next one would be stand and actually fight in reference to spiritual warfare. Wow, those are going to be some, some incredible series. And I'm excited because what we're going through right now in our stand series is, going to be pre, is just going to be preparing us for that. So as we look at last week was loving God and this week is loving others, you know, it's, it's really, it's all, about, it's all about getting connected with a life group. And that's our model that we look at in Acts chapter 4. Uh, you know, why reinvent the wheel when it's already been made for us? You know, let's get connected in that area. What's really exciting is we look to, and I'll go, I'll share a little farther into uh, our February 13th, but uh, February 13th, you know, we're going to be shifting gears in our life groups. We're going to be moving to going to a deeper study together and really anchoring ourselves and working towards not just creating that foundation but holding on to it and making a difference and you think well you know and what we're going to be doing we're going to be reading through together we have uh we have workbooks and and things that we're going to be looking at while we're reading through the book um it's it's called until unity uh by francis chan uh, some of us has already read it. Pastor Steve already read it. Uh, and he's just excited for us to look at that together as we continue to grow. And you, you ask yourself, you know, why a book about unity? But when we look at unity, it's, it's because unity is the one primary way that Satan wants to attack us. That's where he wants to get a foothold because Satan is all about breaking relationships. And that's where we want to take a stand. Not only does he want to break those relationships, he wants to isolate you. He wants to separate you. He wants you cut off from the body. He wants to divide and conquer. But we're going to take a stand. And I trust that you're, you're, you're getting excited about that, that you're connecting yourself. You're getting ready for that. We look at 2 John chapter 5, well, 2 John 5 through 9. And in there, John is, is here he says, I'm writing to remind you, dear friends, that we should love one another. This is not a new commandment, but one we have heard from the beginning. Love means doing what God has commanded us, and he has commanded us to love one another, just as you heard from the beginning. I say this because many deceivers have gone out into the world. They deny that Jesus Christ came in a real body. Such a person is a deceiver and an antichrist. And that brings us to our next fill in the blank. A kingdom divided will fall. 
a kingdom divided will fall. Jesus aches for our unity. That's what he told us in Scripture over and over again. That's what he prayed over us. That's what he prayed to the Father, that we would be one. And then John continues to encourage us in chapter 17, verses 21 through 23. And John says, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you loved me. Wow. Do you know about Zacchaeus and the rich young ruler? Do you remember that story? Remember hearing about that? So Zacchaeus and this rich young ruler, they, they visited several churches in their area all around. But then they met Jesus at one of them. And Jesus shared with them. They were looking for something, and Jesus shared with them. And Jesus asked them to do one thing. And what was that one thing that Jesus asked the rich young ruler to do and Zacchaeus? What was it? Sell everything and follow me. That was his answer to what they were looking for at that time. And so, what happened to the rich young ruler? What did he do? Did he sell all of his stuff? Come back, give it to the Lord, say, here, let, let's use this. Let's, let's make a difference in the life of others. No. The rich young ruler didn't see any value in following Jesus. Wow. How about you today? Do you see any value in following Jesus? And then when we look at Zacchaeus, wow, do you remember what Zacchaeus did? He cheated a lot of people. And do you know what he did? He went back to all those people he cheated. Not only did he pay him back what he took from them, he paid them fourfold. And he came back to Jesus. And he followed Jesus. Gave everything. Life group. Are you in a life group? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. We have one person that's in a life group. <laughs> so now you see why we need to build our home. But you know what? I have two couples in our life group that belong to another life group as well. So they, they go to one and another. So I'm not saying to be in two life groups, but just get one. Because if you're in two, boy, there's a lot of, lot of stuff you got to do. You got two groups, two sets of peoples 
that you got to be engaged with and, and, and be connected with, right? And, and love on and, and help prepare for. So we're, we're just asking, just get connected with one life group. Just one. You know, I, I, I'm just going to share personally. I know. I know what it's like. I know the time. My, it, it's all about time, right? Time is money. Money is time. And, and I just don't have enough of it. My wife and I, are, we're still in the workplace. We're going to still be in the workplace for another at probably another three years before we can even think about getting involved in, in other things that, that God has in store for us. My wife works a minimum of 70 hours a week in her job. She owns her own business, but still she makes time for me, number one for God, for me, for our children, for our grandchildren, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, do it. My work, I travel nationwide in my work. You know, so I could, I could work 60, 70 hours, but sometimes uh, I might be on the East Coast, I might be up in the Northeast, I might be in the South. You know, so I'm not even counting the times that I'm, the hours that I'm away from home at night. But we still make time to be connected with a life group. Matter of fact, my wife and I lead a life group. And it's very rewarding and challenging, especially now because Pastor Steve's taken up my Sunday nights with this No God series. <laughs> so our life group, we had to commit together. And you know, it's really neat about that. I believe that our entire life group was involved in last week's no God, our first kickoff of No God series, uh, because what we're able to do is allow those that can't be here to join us online. So do whatever it takes to get in, involved in a life group. Love others. Get in one. Be a part of it. Help make a difference in the life of others. And God will do an incredible work in you while you go through that process with them. You know, I want to just uh, bring attention real quick, just to, uh, just a couple of other reminders as we're thinking about this. And you can see them, you know, on your fill-in-the-blank. You still using your booklet? Are you filling your booklet up with all your fill-in-the-blanks and all your study stuff? Because we're getting it. We're getting it all the time. I mean, this is a, a great time in our life and in the life of our church family to stand, to love God and to love others. It doesn't get any better than this. And it doesn't happen all the time. So we need to take advantage of when we can. So if you look on here, you're going to see that our very next thing that we're going to look at is there's a new life class that's happening today. Immediately following the service, there's a class that's going to be taken here. There's going to be lunch provided to those that, that are going to be a part of it. And we want to invite you. You know, that's a, a new class. It's those, those that... Uh, really want to get connected, want to, want to know where the church is going, who we are, want to know more about God. Uh, maybe it, it, you're joining it because you got a new life in Christ. You just came to Christ just recently. And then there'll be some in there that uh, are going to hear about baptism. 
Have you been baptized? Have you taken that first step of faith and following in, in believer's baptism to share with others what, what God through Jesus has done on the inside? So we encourage you, use that. Use your response card. I want to join a life, a life group. Check it off. We'll follow up with you. I want to be baptized. Check it off. We want you to take advantage of that. So get involved with our new life class. And then again tonight, uh, tonight at 6 o'clock, our No God Crash Course. So we want to invite you. It's, it's, we're not doing this all the time. So take advantage of, of when you have an opportunity to grow in Christ, take advantage of it. It's not going to happen. I know it takes a little more out of our schedule, but do it now while it's available because it won't be there in the future. But then after that, we want to we look at, um, well, before I go to the next one, is uh, even our leaders are meeting uh, on Tuesday night of this week. Our leaders are meeting to get prepared as we start looking at our Stand Up Sunday, which is February 13th. So that's when we're uh, the whole new kickoff, right? Our whole new, our new partnership, our new kickoff, and getting us prepared uh, in our life groups uh, through our study about until unity. Uh, so we're looking at that. And you can also look on the very bottom of your fill-in-the-blank side that you can go online if you want to get a jump start on ordering books. We'll have them available for you to purchase at cost here, but if you want to get a jump start on it, you can, uh, you can go ahead and go online and use the QR codes that are right there and, and readily available to you. As we bring this morning to a close... I had one other thing that I'd like to ask you this morning. Is following Jesus valuable to you? Is standing through the storm valuable to you? I trust it is. In a closing thought, at the foot of a rugged cross, the precious cross, a person can be born again, become one with the Father through the blood of the Son, become one with the body of all the believers, united with Christians all over the world to rejoice in the family of God. Any kingdom divided against itself, including the kingdom of God, will not stand. So why in competition try to build your own little kingdom within his great kingdom and seek your own glory instead of the glory and power that flows from his throne? United we stand. Divided we fall. It's a spiritual law. We can never amend, revoke, or change it. When the body is one, spiritual victories are won. United we stand. Divided we fall. There are two special pieces of evidence that will convince the world about the work of Christ. They're not first signs and wonders of the things we often see. It is John 13 love one another and it's John 17 I pray that we all will be one so the world will believe 
United we stand, divided we fall. It's a spiritual law we can never amend, revoke, or change. When the body is one, spiritual victories are one. United we stand, divided we fall. And that brings us to our last fill in the blank this morning. This is building plan A. There is no plan B. This is building plan A. There is no plan B. Loving God and loving others. Will you pray with me? Father God, oh, wow, what an incredible surprise for me today. And Lord, I thank you. I uh, thank you, Lord, that you could use me. And Father God, we just continue to lift Pastor Steve up and we ask for complete and total healing in his life. Lord, thank you for loving us through your word this morning. And Lord, we thank you for just the incredible truth and answers to all of our questions. And Lord, may we be faithful to see them. May we be faithful to look for them. And Lord, may we be faithful to use them and apply them to our life. 